Good day, everyone. I'm your host, James Hicks from Hicks New Media, and welcome to Perspectives in Focus, where we highlight the people, industries, ideas, and technology that are making positive strides within society. Today, my guest is Christine Marie. She is the CEO and founder of The Knowing Agency, where she and her team guide organizations through self-awareness to clarify their brand's overall positioning, helping them to form powerful connections with their target audiences. Christine believes that many of us could benefit from getting to know ourselves a little better, even when we think we know all that there is to know. In fact, we can continue to develop that self-awareness throughout our entire lifetime. Today, I want to talk and I want to lean into the subject of how self-awareness plays a vital role in authentic branding for organizations and individuals. You got a question, you know what to do, press a Q in it, but coming up next, Christine Marie. Oh, we're in trouble now. Listen, you can't run now. I got you on camera. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Christine, how are you today? James, I'm doing so well. I, I already am so thrilled about this conversation. I mean, we were chatting just before you hit record yeah. and live, and I'm already having a blast. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Listen, and I appreciate you. And I'm thankful for your team for reaching out because it's a fantastic subject matter and fantastic conversation but i i gave a high level thirty-five thousand foot pitch of who you are but i always like to have the individual come on and kind of tell their origin story who they are what it is they do but i'd, I'd like to switch it up a little bit and have you kind of talk about the context of the rebranding that you've done with your organization and kind of the the tenants that you have at, at the knowing company and listen i've done my homework right so uh <laughs> The refining your brand, the defining strategy, and the building on customer loyalty. If, if you don't mind talking a little bit about that, please. Absolutely. Uh, when I started the company back in 2019, so we actually are just coming up on our, our four-year anniversary at the conclusion of this month, I had no intention of starting a full-blown marketing agency and, and ultimately becoming who we are today. It was, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For anyone who has read that book, it's an incredible catalyst for changing your thinking surrounding money and the way that you optimize your time and, and spend it as you consider your future. And so I read that book and it really stirred this fire in me that poised the question, why am I working for someone else? Um, and then I, I just stumbled into a client and went out on my own very uh, kind of spontaneously. And over the following year uh, or two, it really transpired to be something bigger. We ended up becoming a uh, all in-house agency where we did all of the marketing, uh, public relations, communications, everything. It was it was amazing opportunity to to allow for the way that I really felt was most successful, being able to implement that rather than having a boss leaning over my shoulder saying, no, you have to do it our way. Um, instead, it was taking years of experience and putting it into practice based off of tried and true data. And ultimately, according to my gut, in how we interact with, with our target audience. Um, this ultimately has led to the rebranding today, 
which has been refined over the years, where we really emphasize organizations to present themselves in a way that is true to their values, that's true to who they are, their history, their legacy, uh, and then ultimately taking the time to understand their audience so they can meet them with empathy. A lot of marketing agencies, the, the majority with whom I interact, are very burn and turn. They have a host of clients. They're, they're just you know, kind of running campaigns. Uh, they, they do testing, sure, but it's almost more so a wash and rinse and repeat process rather than taking the time to dig deep and do the work to get to know uh, the, the client directly, but then also their audience. Because when you're mm-hmm. dealing with people, you have to take a different approach than honestly how these conglomerate brands were operating when consumers or, or parents would sit back, kick back and actually consume content. Now the the antenna is up in our, in our target audience today, the antenna for manipulation. People want to interact with people. They want to interact with a compelling mission and a compelling story. They need their emotions enacted because of the amount of distraction that is laid before us every single day. And so over the years, you know, we, we cultivated our skill sets, but then we really ended up honing in on our proprietary knowing process, which is informing the name, the knowing agency, um, of, of really having that be the chief and foremost leading uh, factor and differentiator about us from, from our competitors. You know, again, it's everybody can, can execute these marketing tactics, but is it done so with care and consideration of the heart and soul of the company whom we're serving and then the heart and soul of the audience we're speaking to? So that, that's kind of some background to the knowing agency and how we got to where we are today. See, that, that's some good stuff right there, because you, you're making statements and you're mentioning words that we typically don't hear, right, from an, from a marketing organization. Uh, it, it's definitely a C-level type of a founder type of conversation that you have, but you're talking about empathy a lot. And, and that's actually all over your website and all over the verbiage that you use. Talk to me a little bit about why uh, this concept of empathy driven branding is so important to you and, and, and how you instill that into your, your company. Yes. So empathy is something where it's it's actually a it's not just this concept that sounds nice and and we all can get warm and fuzzy over. Actually, Harvard Business uh, Review did a study uh, that showed that 95 percent of the way in which we make decisions is based in our subconscious, which is where our emotions live. So it's actually incredibly important that we learn this. I want to say skill of empathy, um, but it, it goes so much deeper. Uh, Over the last two years, I've actually learned this art in a very personal way, which has then informed the way in which we uh, do business. So my own ability to extend empathy to myself and in my in my personal life ultimately extends into the professional because we're never siloed creatures. We're never existing in our while coming home and and then, you know, donning the hat of uh, mother, father, son, daughter, and then turning and donning the hat of the CEO or founder. Rather, it's very holistic and integrated. So the more, and, and this is why empathy is so incredibly important to me, is because the more I can adopt this this concept and the skill in my own personal life, the more it extends in my ability to see through and understand the heart of someone. And it takes empathy to be able to do that, to actually go and, and move yourself from your personal position and sit in the seat of whomever you're speaking with and engaging. And so that's why empathy is incredibly important because you actually imagine you on one side of the bridge, the other person's on the other side. 
you have to be able to put yourself in their experience. And then that then empowers the, the marketing strategies and messaging to be so much more propelled so that you actually effectively move them closer to you by the words you speak, by the care you exude. So let, so let me ask this. Where, where did this conscious thinking come from? Right. How, how did you decide to incorporate this into into your business, into your organization, into your, your everyday patterns? Right? It makes sense. To be honest with you, for me, it makes sense. And selfishly, and and I'll admit, I did my Enneagram about two hours ago, my new one, because I know you're a fan of the Enneagrams, and it came out the same as I always thought it was, type three achiever. So it is what that is. But again, by, by mixing those two and melding those two from a personal and a professional perspective, and knowing that they there is overlap, where, where did that self-consciousness, self-awareness from you come to actually incorporate that into your business as well? This is what I ask. Yes. Yeah, so David Brooks, author of the book, Mountain. And, and this book references uh, the analogy of two mountains. Most individuals start out existing on the first mountain. They are really aware of themselves. They're aware of uh, themselves in relation to society. So success is actually dictated by what society deems as success. So take the, the KPIs, the you know, key performance indicator that society puts forward and says, by 30, you need to hit this milestone. By 40, you hit this, etc. And then you've got to have your, your, your spouse, your 2.5 kids, and a dog with a white picket fence. That's success and the American dream, et cetera. So that's the first mountain is abiding and, and living in accordance with how society deems success. And then the second mountain is you actually transcend in a, in a sense. He doesn't use that word, but it, but it's almost an enlightening of, oh, what is actually stirring within my soul and how does that contribute and how can I give to the community? So it's essentially moving from this self-focused, you know, this side of the bridge and allowing for the moving towards that second side of the bridge, the other the other piece where you're doing life and, and, and living in an accordance for the good of the community. And so I actually grew up and was nurtured on the second mountain. I had a very little concept of self. Uh, I was I grew up with the intent. I grew up in a Christian conservative environment. And so it was very much so uh, Put God first, put others second, and if, you, and if you have anything left over, you can give that to other people. Um, and so essentially I, I learned almost by, by existing in this environment, but also where I lined up in my family. I was fourth, the fourth child, um, and I very much so was focused on the well-being and happiness of everyone else, and those were my metrics of success. And over the last two years specifically, I, I had a, a personal uh, devastation of sorts. Uh, I was, uh, just to get personal because personal and professional are never separated. Um, I was, I got married when I was 20 and my husband ended up leaving two years ago and that just wrecked me. I was incredibly, uh, broken as, as a result of that. And rather than, uh, frankly, I knew that I had a choice. I could either focus on exuding this sorrow and focusing mm -hmm. it on someone externally um, as an as an object of now I have something to blame, or I could hold up the mirror and look at myself, and and allow the the work within to and an internal work to allow for transformation and allow this brokenness to catalyze my own my own process of knowing self, and that process is where this consciousness really illuminated. I, I've spent a lot of time and, and hours in therapy um, really understanding my own soul. And by way of doing that, I then 
it, it deepened my own understanding of the soul of others around me. So I had spent so much time exuding empathy uh, in my adolescence and into adulthood, but now it's translating that inward as well so that I actually am empowered to effectively love others better because I'm powered from this strong, robust position of self where I'm no longer looking horizontally for others to define success, whether that's society and society's benchmarks of success or our family's benchmarks of success, even our bosses or CEOs or or others in our community, you know, joining masterminds and being engorged in in a business community. It's so easy to look horizontally and allow others to inform our own values and form our own uh, definition of success. And so by way of me becoming vertically aligned from that position of brokenness, I've then kind of come forth from the ashes and and really now have this robust understanding of self, which is frankly translating into the business world too, because I'm then able to empower other brands to look authentically in and of themselves. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And I thank you for being transparent with with that story, but there's meaning and there's, there's, there's power in that story, right? It's, it's unfortunate that, that it happened, but you, you can actually, you've, you've been able to turn that around. Again, I might be third person uh, look, looking in, but you've been able to take that, those incidents that have happened, turn them around and actually for the better. And you have been able to actually have some clients. Listen, you, you got a who's who list of clients that, uh, that knowing has, has uh, worked with and is, and is working with. And again, I think by having that empathy, by having that self-awareness, by having been knocked down and gotten back up you've been able to actually go into those boardrooms go into those conversations and those meetings with either the, the entire business or, or an individual a leader or an entrepreneur and say i can help you get to this point because i've yeah. been to I, i've been underneath the rock as well and i've gotten out of it and here, here are some strategies again i'm third person looking in but just just from yeah. hearing your story it just sounds like again you really can come with some well-rounded tested uh, measures and, and practices for folks, right? Right. And it, James, it was, hmm. it was an incredibly unique opportunity. So last summer I was, uh, one of our, our clients, they were doing a job for Amazon and we, you know, by way of our partnership, were working with Amazon really closely on one of their events. It was an inaugural event. It was the first time that they ever put something on like this. And we were in charge of the communications. And the thing that was so curious and and incredible about this opportunity was that the target audience that we were serving, I didn't look like them. I didn't sound like them. I was very different in terms of just looking at face value. We look, sound, operate different. And it was absolutely incredible to put myself in their shoes, feel their experience. By way of doing that, I understood an entirely different people group than, I mean, I was I was one of the only uh, women in this space that looked different than every other person. I was in a room full of 500 people and I stood out. Wow. And it was amazing. And and the, the, the elements that I put forward in terms of writing, the speeches, the content on social media, Everything I, I was able to write by way of being positioned with the empowerment of empathy. And it was it was a dazzling experience to hear the words that I wrote spoken from stage to a room full of individuals who are so different than me, but empathy connects us and empathy bonds us and empathy allows us to sit in the seat of another and thus experience something similar to then be able to say, wow, I hold so much more regard and respect for you and your experience, even though 
you know, we could very well be worlds apart. You know, obviously we were worlds apart in this situation, but it was just amazing to see empathy at work. That's pretty cool. Now that that wouldn't happen to be the time you met Usher, is it? Okay. No, see, listen, I do my homework too. I I know these. (laughs) I'm so impressed. I'm actually quite impressed. Listen, this is what we do around here. You know, you better better Google me. Well, I think you already did, so you 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 already know what's going on. Uh, Let let, let me let me ask this, and from from the corporate perspective, and again, I I highlighted. So, the majority of my audience are again solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and those within the digital content creation space. Right. So, folks who are looking to actually take the side hustle more into a, a business mindset and actually do something. And what I call putting a dent in the universe. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't make up that term, but it came from my old boss, Steve Jobs. But put, put a dent in the universe. Yeah. What, what are we doing good now? What are we doing right? And where, where do you see kind of some opportunities for individuals and for businesses as well to be more self-aware when it comes to their personal and professional brand? Mm, what a good question. Um, I, it really is critical that you're willing to be honest with what you see when you look in the mirror. So the first question is, are you willing to look in the mirror? Are you willing to actually see yourself as you truly are? And that's assessing both the darkness within and the light within. That was something actually that was harder for me to reconcile. It was much easier for me to um, identify all the areas for growth rather than holding equal balance to the good, the bad, and everything in between. Um, One of the things that I was encouraged to do Uh, early on in my journey was to withhold judgment and withhold emotions from what I saw and just allow it to be what it is. And that actually was a really helpful tool. And I still employ it every single day, whether it's interacting with another person or even being a third party, watching myself interact in a situation um, and just withholding judgment and then taking time to assess why, why did I react the way that I did? Or why did that common bother me? And so much of what we find being kind of triggered or instigated within has roots in childhood. And so that's one of the biggest things. So looking at yourself in the mirror, being willing to do that, withholding judgment and withholding emotion so you can just see what is. And then also um, just really leaning into where, where could this potential element that I identified trace back to the roots? Because until you understand the roots, can you then dig it up and fully analyze it for what it is? And then the fourth thing, is replacing it. It's not just enough to dig because then you're just left with an empty garden. Um, And frankly, if you don't set new targets, you're just going to end up going back. It's going to be a cyclical uh, motion rather than a linear journey. And obviously it's never perfect. It's never a straight line, but, but right progressing forward, you're eventually going to go back because that's so deeply embedded, whether it's a default mindset, whether it's a pattern that was exemplified for you until you set a new target, can you then reach new goals and change behaviors? You have to identify it and then set new targets in order to really be able to uh, do that work. So of those measures of those practices, which one is the hardest, which, which one do you have to beat into people's head most Often they'll, they'll, they'll hear it. They'll nod and say, yeah, you know what, man, she's, Christine's making so much sense. However, <laughs> right. You know, however, we get, we get complacent. We get in our ways. We've done it the same way for X number of years. But again, you're, you're drawing it on the board and you say, listen, we trying to grow from, from here to here we're trying to go from 1 million to 10 million. This is what we need to do. Yeah. Which, which is the hardest hurdle, hardest opportunity, hardest challenge. I don't want to call it a problem, but to, for yeah. you to again knock into somebody's head and say, we got to do this if you want to get to that next level of growth. Really tracing the roots. It's wow. a lot easier 
easier to set the intention. It's really mm -hmm. easy to identify, oh, I hate that I reacted that way. Um, it's, you know, you can even learn to with, withhold judgment, but, but being willing because it is deep work. It is, it is work yeah. to actually trace the roots back and ask why, why is my favorite question um, of my own self? And you think of kids, kids are always asking why it empowers curiosity. It empowers learning. It empowers growth and exponential levels. Why do we have to, uh, you know, stop this, this growing that we see in children that, you know, they grow so fast and, yeah. and such an expansive holistic way because of why. And so if we as adults are unwilling to ask why, that not only stunts our emotional health and emotional growth, but also professional learning, you know, it's actually quite vulnerable to create. And so if we're unwilling to extend vulnerability in with our own selves, if our own self is not safe for us to sit with and process anything that could be holding us back, why would we ever assume that we'll then be safe to iterate and ideate upon something with a someone whose opinion frankly we really value man I'm just gonna let that marinate right there because that that, that was that was pretty that's pretty good I, I, I like that uh, <laughs> one of the coolest lines that I saw written about you yeah mm -hmm. I think you wrote it but real real short <laughs> and, and and I guess I, I want to get your ideas and where did this come from being an emotional intelligence advocate mm. I've, I've mm. never heard of that in someone's byline. I've never heard of that in someone's bio. I've never heard of that in, in someone's description of themselves. Right? I call myself an engineering technologist, right? Driven by passion and focused on purpose. That, that, that's that's me at, at, at the end of my statement, right? Uh, you, you can't take that. No, no, this. James, let's just let me say that one more time because that, that deserves a second mention. <laughs> an, an engineering technologist driven by purpose and focused on passion. Focused on passion. Yeah. That is incredibly beautiful. It's so easy to get stuck in a grind. It's so easy to act without regard. And I just, it's so good. Focus on Thank passion. You. Thank you. I don't, don't, don't try to throw me off here. I still want to know about you here and an emotional intelligence advocate. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Because again, I've never heard that mentioned by someone as themselves. When they get on stage and start saying, introducing themselves, when, when Christine Marie gets up and says, that's who I am. Talk to me a little bit about that and why that resonates with you. So emotional intelligence, there's two parts to the definition. Uh, the first part is the ability to understand, control, and express one's own emotions. But then the second mm -hmm. piece is the ability to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and with empathy. So with wisdom and with empathy. It's, it's an incredible ability we place so much on the IQ and not enough on the EQ, but the EQ is truly, if you think about it, what makes the world go round. Wow. Someone can yes. brilliant ideas, but they don't have the ability to express it, control the expression of it, understand the expression of it, and then be able to handle the person who's receiving that information, handle that with wisdom and with empathy. It's just, what's the, what's the purpose? What's the benefit? What talk about with passion and purpose. You, you have to be able to have that purpose, which is the IQ. And then the, the EQ is, is the passion and the, and then the expression thereof. And I would even say I've gotten so much more clear on my vision and my calling for life. The more I've gotten to know myself, you know, eliminating horizontal voices around and understanding what I feel called to in vertical alignment with my own self and the, and the divine and, and understand this is what I was created to do. 
it, again, it's eliminating the distracting voices. It's the ability to then walk in that and prioritize that while handling relationships with other people in a way that frankly is not only loving and kind to them, but, it, but people come around you, you know, people come around your vision. And that is true leadership, the ability to understand and express and control and then rally those around you in something bigger and, and brighter for yourself. The reason why I'm an advocate for this is because we see all of these broken adults around yeah. us. And then we see kids who are in these very uh, volatile time in their life where so it's so formative. And then we've got broken adults influencing these children. And so I don't think it's ever possible for there to be a completely untraumatic childhood in any regard and for it to be bliss. Uh, but the more that we can learn this art form of emotional intelligence, the more we then raise a generation behind us of people who are healthy, not having to go to therapy at 30 years old because they're so incredibly broken. And then at 50 years old, then they're finally recognizing what they're passionate about. Rather, why don't we start that at 18 years old when you first make your decision about where you're going to be investing your life? We're, we're raising generations of, of children who have such little responsibility and such little awareness of self. And you need both, right? The responsibility and the awareness. It's not one or the other. And so being able to have both of those juxtaposed and then and then it forces this awareness of self. So then you're much more guided in the way you make decisions. So it's it's for the generations behind us that I'm so passionate about emotional intelligence and even my own mom. You know, a lot of the, the behaviors that I've been analyzing and recognizing myself are a mirror of, of who she is because she was my example. And so by way of my own journey, she's now on her journey to explore her child, understand what she's called to, you know, she's got, I'm one of six kids. And so when all of us left the house, she was sitting around looking at what is my purpose in life now? Yeah. They were everything to me. So it's for the purpose of six year olds and 60 year olds that I advocate for emotional intelligence. So we've been talking for, 30, 40 minutes already, right? And, and you notice I, ha I haven't asked you to draw anything on the whiteboard. I haven't asked you to, to go in deep detail about necessarily the knowing agency. And, and the conversation has been on you, what makes up you, who is Christine Marie? And and mm -hmm. I think by by me consciously doing this, so it kind of sets you up, but, but, but it's, it's in a good thing to have this conversation about who the person is that's behind the organization and who the individuals and who the businesses are working with when they go and yes. work with you and your team, because again, hearing that origin story, hearing that why the passion, the drive, the, the understanding of your personality and self-awareness. I mean, that really, that raises more credibility than any resume or any LinkedIn mm -hmm. bio that anyone else can have. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I just, I wanted to put that out there just, just so you're aware of, you know, is, is he going to ask me some questions about, about the company? <laughs> about it? We kind of are right. But right. This, 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 this matters and this resonates because again, this, this helps folks understand these are the, this is the mindset of the, of the individual and the person or the company that I'll be working with for folks that are coming to the knowing agency. I, I don't, I don't need a finder's fee for folks that I send to you. Like, but, but, <laughs> uh, but we, we can talk about that offline as well. But again, thank you for, for that information. though. Well, and James, thank you for asking. And I'm glad you, you, said what you just did because this entire conversation this is what people are looking for when they're coming to consider working with you as a business owner exactly. they go 
and, and look at your social media profiles. They go and look at the content you're producing. They look at your values. Everything that you just pointed out is exactly what people want to buy. They need to connect with a person. Again, we're, we're moving from big conglomerate brands to person-to-person -person marketing. Hence why empathy is so important and hence why it's so critical, especially for solopreneurs, especially for entrepreneurs, for individuals who have their own business um, to take the time to understand who they are so they can come forward authentically because that's who the consumer is buying from. They're buying from people. Exactly. Exactly. So let me, let me, let me ask you this and, and then uh, I'll get into some questions here. I see folks chiming in. Good to see you, Mr. Worthy, in, in the comments there. Um, the world is hot right now with AI. With generative mm -hmm. AI, and it, it it could be a blessing, it could be a curse, it could it can be a t it should be a tool, but I, yes. I, I would love to hear your rationale and your thinking about again when it comes to personal and professional branding and being and putting your your digital presence out there across the, the globe. How are you advising your clients on using generative AI for for some of that messaging? Yes, yeah, so I, I was just talking about. This in a couple weeks ago and someone asked specifically about the content itself. So we use a number of tools when it comes to repurposing content, such as we were talking about this earlier, Opus, uh, Opus Clip. Um, it's opus.pro. That's the, isn't that, I think that that's the. Yes, that is great, yeah. It's, it's an incredibly powerful tool when it comes to any type of video content you may have, putting that link in an Opus and it automatically spits out 20 variations of that clip and I, it, it uses you know machine learning to actually go through and understand this content is going to be most relevant it's going to be most intriguing most interesting it pops out different title and headline variations but then my favorite part is it actually includes all the captions um so that's cool that we employ very often and and really it's a time saver um, that's something that's incredibly, incredibly robust in, in producing, uh, it's taking evergreen content and then allowing it to 10 X 30 X, et cetera, you, the, the, the life of that content. Yeah. Um, and so I, I absolutely love that, uh, piece, but, or that tool rather, but as it comes to content, I, I am a little bit at war with myself when it comes to content and using AI because. I care so much about what I put forward. It has to align with my values. It has to align with my voice. Mm. Um, but what what we do is we do train uh, different different tools, the voice of our clients. So we specifically use Jasper AI for mm. website content. Um, Again, it's it's on kind of behalf of the organization, but what we do is we we create our own piece of content as the first example, and then we'll put it in there and then have that serve as the prompt so that they understand the voice, we guide them on the direction of the content. And I will say that the, the quality of the prompt has direct implications on the quality of the output. And hold so on, it's say that, say, hold on, say that one more time, because we're we, we going to make sure that folks heard, say that one more time about the, the quality of the prompt. That's That's really good. Yeah, the quality of the prompt into any content creative uh, AI tool has direct proportion and impact on the quality of the output. So it's incredibly important that you train the tool, how to sound like you, what, what are, again, you have to know your brand to then treat, or I'm sorry, you have to know your brand to then train the AI tool in how to create content that sounds and looks like you. And so if you don't know yourself, you surely cannot use some of these AI tools when it comes to content creation, because it's just My not goodness. going to 
yeah, it's not going to align. Um, and so quality of the output, um, quality of the input, rather, to inform the quality of the output, uh, using knowing what your goals are, right? So I've actually never used an AI tool for my content because, it, because of my goals and what I'm trying to achieve in my personal brand. But there are some clients where it's actually really, really helpful to create lists. They just need to be present. They, they need to be continuously interacting with their, with their audience. You can really serve through automated content creation using these AI tools. And so I'm not opposed to it by any means, but it really depends on what your bottom line goals are. So again, you need to know your brand, who you authentically are to then train the inputs. And then you also need to know your bottom line goals to ensure that you're using the right tools to propel those goals forward. Right back to the title, self-awareness. You have to, you said you, you have to know who you are and you have to know who your brand is. I, I, I love that. It's, you see where I brought it back there. It's like, no, yeah. method to the madness. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I look crazy, but I'm not 100% crazy. That, that's exactly what, what I was looking So I appreciate you for that right there. Uh, yeah. I, I feel similar, right? Right again, you, utilizing maybe as a framework, maybe as, as, a, as a jumping off point, as, as a way of helping curate content but then adding in your own personality, adding in your own ad libs, make, making it sound like you as opposed to doing right. the John Morant and using chat GPT to, to write your apology to the NBA. That, that's what he did. And just, just, you know, we won't, we won't, we won't uh, mess with him too much. Uh, let me, let me ask this. What's going on now with knowing agency in terms of uh, evolution and growth? And, and has there been, I guess, changes within the business model and the business structure since the planet opened back up. I, I always tend to use that as kind of a, a marker, right? Especially for business yeah. and things of that nature, because so much changed, everything changed. And then have, have right. you in terms of direction, in terms of strategy, in terms of clients that you're looking to engage with, has, mm -hmm. has the knowing agency actually changed kind of done any pivoting or anything besides just to rebranding or, no, what's yeah. happening next for you and your organization? Yes, yeah, so we we actually did pivot quite significantly. We have so we started out evolving into an organization that really had everything in house. And so what we've done is we have altered our approach to really focus on two key deliverables. One, fractional CMO. So we'll come in and we will manage every single part of the marketing strategy. Actually, this is where the second piece really comes into play. So that empathy-driven approach is absolutely paramount as the foundation. But then in terms of executing, in terms of actually understanding the impact of your work, that's where measurement marketing comes in. And that's really where I am equally passionate uh, so long as what we're putting forward is backed by empathy, the ability to measure and track and thus indicate the value of our work and our activations is incredibly contingent on the, the way in which we measure, the way in which we track, the, the, the way in which we report. And so without understanding, again, your benchmarks, without understanding what your goals are and what constitutes success for your organization, you're not going to be able to track whether you're on the right track or out of alignment. And so what we've really done is we really focus on understanding first, what is the bottom line goals of the organization and then understanding where are you currently present and active in a marketing sense? And does it actually align with your bottom line goals and does it meet your audience where they are? 
because we've found that a lot of organizations do not fully understand their target audience. Again, this, this does harken back to the empathy piece in terms of being able to understand emotionally your audience, but understanding too, doing your homework, where do they spend their time? Because investing dollars and cents into Facebook, into LinkedIn, into TikTok, they're not created equal because the audience interacts very differently across each platform and the audience itself is very different on each platform. And so understanding your audience, but then also the customer journey. So uh, think of it kind of in a, in, in a funnel, if you will, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. And I include customer loyalty in there because that's kind of the bottom of the funnel, the bottom of the bottom where nobody thinks much beyond conversion. But if your customer can become your advocate, that's the best marketing dollars you can ever spend. And so what we do is we align our marketing activations based on our understanding of the audience, based on our understanding of the brand, and then we align which activations fall on which part of the customer funnel, and then identify what are the KPIs that measure success, and then we go to work. And we we now usually will will do some of the the, the, the partnership with vendors, you know, who are either local to the organization, the, the, the team, the marketing team itself, who's a part of the organization, we'll, we'll work closely with them. Um, but I have kind of cut off some of our arms a little bit in terms of some of our product offerings and services so that we can be very, very focused on on this process and i mean i've i've got some some other projects in the in the works as well uh just really being able to focus in on our our knowing process and empowering executives and other organizations to bring that internally specifically on a solopreneur and personal brand for executives on that basis as well because every single person needs to understand how they present themselves authentically in order to to reach their goals I love that. I love that. So don't try to boil the ocean, folks, because audiences and reaction and expectations are different from the, each each platform and things of that nature. Uh, I'm I'm going to dive into a little bit. You said something about you got other things going on. We're going to give you some flowers here, right? So let, let, let's talk about the book. <laughs> Come on now. Let, 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 when are we going to get the book here? What is this? Winter 2023. Yes. Yep. That's. That's the goal. It might end up being Q1 of next year, but uh, but I'm in. I actually just delivered it to my editor on Friday. Nice. Um, I I'm still. We're finding a few things stylistically, but I am incredibly excited about this. This is actually chronicling my journey through brokenness. Harkened earlier at the beginning of our of our conversation, and it's really our process that we you know we take on a business sense. You know, know yourself. Uh, know your audience, et cetera. But um, this, this is much more in a personal perspective. So it's really my journey so that hopefully others can come along with me and do their own journeys. So, uh, I, I break it down into three key processes. You have to know who you were. That lends to the digging of the roots and, and examining uh, what was the precursor to then the second piece of this, which is who, I, who am I today? So who was I? Who am I? And then who do I want to be? You know, we all have big visions, big dreams, big goals. But without going through that process, you know, you're just going to be striving and striving. And frankly, if you don't dig those roots out and replace them with new targets based on who you want to be, 
you know, that's where you actually do move forward rather than repeating old habits and, and old patterns out of a, a kind of a default manner rather than living with intention. And so I go through, mm. you know, the way of knowing myself, I understood, wow, I really value, I've got 12 values. Um, and and I, I list them out and I actually have exercises at the conclusion of each chapter. It's kind of an interactive book. It, it really is I'm very honest about my journey, but then also really encourage other people to take theirs with me through that book. And so there are exercises throughout. I even include uh, I even include some QR codes to playlists that I listen to throughout the time. And and my sister actually is doing some graphic work and we're going to be including some of that okay. as well. So, yeah, it's going to be it's an experiential book uh, because, frankly, knowing self is one hell of an experience. I can I can I can I can attest to that as well, and I will definitely put a link in the description to uh, your website where folks can get on the wait list. Uh, I'm gonna be on the wait list, and I'm I'm gonna, hopefully maybe I can talk to someone. You know, the author or something. I can get a signed copy. Well, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that. Steve Worthy is, is saying, uh, I, I like this. He says, absolutely, referral or sharing of your content. Is a is one great measurement for success. So, so yeah, and, and he's very uh, affluent and very active also in uh, the content creation ecosystem in the retail leadership perspective and, and the consulting side. So he, he can attest to a lot of the things that, that we're talking about here today. I so that. I love that. And one thing too, uh, Steve, just kind of in alignment with your comment uh, regarding the very bottom of the funnel, focusing on customer loyalty and actually. Procuring, procuring those referrals. Um, I got a, gosh, it was, I believe it was $150,000 client by sending out one holiday gift to, I mean, it was, it was a one time, you know, I sent out holiday gifts to uh, about 20 people. I got a $150,000 client as a result. And so really taking the time to nurture the very bottom of the funnel and then also nurture individuals who are in your network because you never know who is in the wings waiting to do business with you. And you just, frankly, have to kind of reintroduce yourself and the, the personal touch point of gifts, the personal touch point of, of notes and, and handwritten uh, of cards, each one of the, the moments that you take for personal intention to be expressed, it, it makes lasting memory. And a strong brand sets the expectation for the feeling that is going to be conjured upon interaction. And so by way of us taking the time and the intention to form those personal relationships and personal connections, that sets the expectation for, frankly, what they will experience in working with you. And so I, I just wanted to highlight the benefit of, of taking time to consider gifts and including that as a part of your strategy, because it, it doesn't have to be expensive but it has to be thoughtful that. All right. So how much time you got? We, we, we can sit here and keep talking for, for a little while. We, we, we may have to do another session because I, I really <laughs> can get down with that, it's especially the, I, I liken that almost to my use of words as, as well. You notice I've been talking about specific words and phrases like that you've been using. So I don't like the word influencer. I mm -hmm. like the word and I refer to myself more as an advocate. Right. So be, being able to advocate for for one's growth, one's success, one's uh, achievements and things like that, as opposed to saying that I'm, I'm an influencer. I don't like that. Um, yes. And then someone, a friend of mine just got back from an overseas trip. He sent me a, a letter and, and a gift, a handwritten letter. 
And, wow. and I, I literally called him and I said, dude, you, you have no idea how cool. I covered for him on one of his podcasts. So as a gift, he, he got me a gift and he wrote a handwritten letter. And I said, that piece right there, right? You didn't, you, one, you didn't have to do it, but just the handwritten note from, from you saying thank you really touched and resonated and really elevated our friendship to a whole different level as well, wow. just by taking the time to be back to the subject here, self-aware, yes, self-conscious, and know, knowing who you are, knowing that it's, it's, it's of you to go out and, and rise above the noise and do something a little bit extra to show your appreciation. So absolutely, yeah, you, you, you good folks, you now, you now been added to the insider, you know, the, the inner circle list right here. We're going to talk some more for sure. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And, and James, this is, I heard this example from, from another uh, speaker at an event and I loved what they did. So during COVID, they were unable to have that person to person interaction in, a, in their storefront. And so what they did was they mailed out sushi socks, socks that looked like sushi to mm. everyone with, within a certain mile radius. And they had people calling and just saying like, that was hilarious. Thank you so much. And then, of course, that opens the door for conversations to be had, right? Yeah. Um, and so whether it's just solidifying brand awareness or actually for the purpose of, of customer procurement, th there's so much opportunity to use gifts in any part of the customer funnel. So I, I love that. And, and to your point about the handwritten letter, you know, we can't do that for everybody within 25 miles, but it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you identify these are people that matter to me and I'm going to take the time and the intention to let them know just how That's much. It. That's it. Listen, if you want to send me a bottle of scotch, uh, no, have, we, we have no problems with the scotch as well. We, every, we were talking about drinking before the show. Okay. I, I should stop. What's that? <laughs> now your favorite brand. Oban. I'm, I'm an Oban and I'm a Colin uh, fan. Uh, I got that. Yes. So we, we can get down with that uh, at, at any time. I, well, Just made a note. <laughs> I had to see that, that was an 18 back there. I had to zoom in. That's, a, that's an 18, 18 year old Oban right behind me. I literally opened my notes so I could write down your two favorite Scotch brands. Do you have a ball behind you? 18 years. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I, I'm not going to show it on, online here because, you know, folks can No, we got Oh, don't don't come around here looking looking for we don't don't do it. Don't, uh, I got I got more than ring cameras around. So yeah, you don't. <laughs> I'm just going to put it that way. Um, listen, this, this is good stuff. Let let me ask this. I guess in closing, because again, I'm going to be cognizant of your time, and uh, uh, but definitely want to reach out and talk further uh, about some other things because I think we're really having a great conversation that that can pivot off into some other aspects of some other areas, especially when the book comes out. Mm -hmm. But I guess. What are some key best practices, some key takeaways that you can give folks to raise their level of self-awareness when it comes to, again, their personal brand and their professional branding as well, uh, and how that intersection happens? So some, some key best practices that you can leave with some individuals. Yes. Uh, understand your values, because understanding your values will eventually guide business decisions. Uh, Southwest is, an, is a great example of this. They decided back in 2008, 2009 to not charge for bags when all of their competitors were. They stood to lose $500 million in one year alone. And by way of their business decision, while they stood this risk, 
but it was based in their values, they essentially attracted a whole tribe of new customers. And so being able to really understand your, your personal and your professional values, there likely will be disparities between the two and then there will be overlap guaranteed, but it will inform you and guide you in the way not only you live your personal life, but in the way you make your business decisions as well. I have fired a couple of clients who were not in alignment with my value of emotional intelligence, but by way of clearing my, my plate and pipeline, it then made the way and made the room for much more ideal and value aligned clients to come on board. Um, so I would say that's number one, really making sure that you know your values and you understand uh, what is the key driver to then inform business decisions. And then a second thing I want to say too is don't shy away from how the world is changing as it pertains to AI. Really lean in and understand uh, just what's going on. Just listen to podcasts. It doesn't have to be anything super intense. It doesn't need to be overwhelming. Uh, but understand the conversation so that whenever the, the right tool comes comes your way, you at least can proceed with caution, but but proceed and, and see if it's a good fit for you. Um, the last thing I will say is use use uh, executive assistance, get support, you know, because the employment of someone who can come alongside you in your leadership, who can take some time off of your plate, frankly, affords the opportunity and the time to to take the the awareness and the the knowing process that will cultivate your soul. I like I used your title right there, the knowing process, right? Huh? <laughs> that was a purpose, wasn't it? That was a purpose. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that's Christine Marie right there. CEO, founder, knowing agency. Uh, very forthright in, in story, very personable about history and, and why it is that she and her team does what it is that they do. Uh, again, I will leave links in the description to everything, all things Christine Marie and all things uh, knowing agency. I appreciate you for your time. I appreciate you for what you do and what you stand for, mm. right? Because because I can I can feel that you you mean what you say and you're doing what you you're doing out of out of purpose and out of passion. Because you've made those statements a number of times already during our conversation. So so that is commendable. And again, I want to give you those flowers for that. Thank you, James, and thank you for your example of of the same. Truly, understanding not only understanding what makes you passionate and understanding your purpose, but then living accordingly. That's good. Folks, listen, if you found some value, let me know. If you did not find value, tell Christine, don't tell me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, th this will be out there. So I, I look forward to having some more conversations with you as well. And folks, have a blessed day. And I will talk to you all soon. Be well.